okay. it's gonna be cheesy. You All right. It's only 10 seconds, but here we go. Check one, check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee With your host, me, Rob Cantrell. I'm here in the streets of Soho, actually back in the back of a carriage house, and I have a wonderful guest. I just smoked a couple bowls. I picked up my buddy. Uh, he's hilarious. He has several books out there. He's actually going on tour with the band Tenacious D. He does comedy. He does music. He does fashion. He does astrology. He's out there. He's in here. Let's check him out. Mr. Dave Hill. Oh, hey. How's it going, Rob? Good, we're, man. We're in the, not to, we're in the West Village. We're not in Soho. Oh, okay. Technically. I hope you have to edit that out. Um, hold on. Sorry. Uh-oh. We might have to start over. It goes to sleep. It just goes to sleep and keeps Uh-oh. going. That's the front monitor. So I, I just have to hit it now and then. We're just learning this. You know, this is DIY, Dave, and I totally. know you know all about DIY. Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all, I'm, I'm a little too more DIY than I would like. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it. I mean, it's right there in the thing. Do it yourself. You wanted, you wanted to give it to other people, but you know the uh, randomness of life is just so crazy that sometimes the simplest method is just doing it yourself, and that's how it gets done right. Absolutely. I think when you know, when people, well, certainly with me, when I started in various endeavors, comedy, music. I started music first. But you always think like, oh, I gotta get someone. To, I gotta get someone to do everything. The pop, manager, agent, and all that. And then you realize like, well, oh, I I gotta do everything. <laughs> and then like, once I'm doing everything, maybe someone else will come along and be like, I'll, I'll help you do that for a certain fee. Kind of how it goes, yeah. Yeah, it's t- it's it's kind of like how it goes. And sometimes paying for it is worth it. But sometimes, you know, and projects that I love and that's with the cannabis coffee hour you know I do this because I love coffee I love me too. some herb now and then and I love hanging out with my buddies all, all good things combined are you a coffee connoisseur I would say so at this point in my life and especially doing this podcast I this is a horrifying thing I'm about to tell you and it's uh, I really like good coffee but during I hate to talk about the pandemic, but my girlfriend and I, we used to buy fancy coffee to make it home. Mm-hmm. And then we went to her mom's house in Ohio. We locked our apartment. We didn't like leave our apartment or any, you know, get rid of our, we just thought we'd go to visit her mom for a couple of weeks <laughs> until the mobile morgue was gone from our corner. Right. And we ended up being there a, a whole year for the most part. I came back here like once for a couple of weeks and then, um, but her mom just had these like big things of Folgers. So we started just drinking Folgers and then we were like, oh, this is fine. Let's just do this. And now we're back here in New York and, you know, we have delicious coffee from Ad Hoc on Christopher. Oh, that place was great, man. And they uh, had a Marshall stack in there and oh, everything. Oh, yeah. It's a sweet awesome place and um and but at home when we make it at home we just make Folgers now Folgers is good uh and you can get the medium roast I, I do you get the big plastic like those big plastic tubs we don't get the biggest one we get the, the I guess the next size down because you know we live in a New York apartment right so we just buy it at the corner and um uh that's the one thing where oh we are in Ohio her mom had this massive kitchen and it's really messing with my girlfriend's head now because we're back here now in what, by New York standards, would be considered to be an amazing, pretty big apartment. Yes. And after living in a house <laughs> in the middle of <laughs> town of 3,000 people in Ohio for a year, she's like, uh. <laughs> so I'm like, no, that's great. We can, uh, let's go get chicken wings for $100. Yep. Uh, and let's just give it, yeah, let's just be right next to each other. And this is how we do it. And, uh, everything's small. Everything's mini. 
Yeah. And you're standing on, you know, in millions and millions of people here in New York. How long have you been in New York City? When I came here in 2005, you were still here. You were here. I was you already always, here. I was yeah. waiting for you. You were waiting for me. I Rock it out here. the guitar. I went to college here, and then I went home for the weekend. This is a big popular move with me. When I go home for the weekend, you have to be very careful because I may, might not come back. Yeah. So I went home for the weekend. Uh, a ye- maybe a year after college, and I just didn't come back for several years. And then I came back here for the weekend in 2003, and I've been here ever since. Yeah. But I never moved back here. I was just here for the week, and I just never went back. <laughs> gradually just got new stuff. Yep. Uh, I've thrown everything into a dumpster and burned it all down a few times in my life, and it's very freeing. And being an artist and a musician, you do have to just roll with your guitar case and a couple amps and a duffel bag of yeah. books and underwear, and uh, that's kind of your life. I know. I got. I, I want to get back down to that. That's my problem. Is now I have so much stuff. It's closing in on me. You got a couple big armoires. I <laughs> really do, <laughs> and uh, it's very like overwhelming. Yeah. And it's it, when you have too much stuff, then you can't appreciate it. Like you can't wear all. Can't wear all your favorite T-shirts because you have too many. Too many. So I'm like, why don't I, what if I got it down to 20 instead of 200? Yep. Then I'd just be rocking all my favorite shirts, like this Otoboke Beaver shirt. Oh, wow. What's that all about? It's one of my favorite bands, a band from Japan. They're great. Oh, sick. And, uh... Shonen Knife? It was... Is that a... That's a band. Shonen Knife? Yeah. Yeah, there's... I mean, they're... Are they a lot... Yeah. They have something in common. Well, they're... Uh, Shonen Knife is three women. Otoboke Beaver is four women. Mm-hmm. And both great bands. And uh, so maybe... But is it Jap- uh, J- Japanese bands? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to Japan? I have been to Japan. Oh, um, shit. It's one of... I want to go back. I feel like the universe is calling me back there somehow. I could see them digging your style, my man. I want to go... I, my, my band Valley Lodge toured Japan... In 2009, it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And oh lord, when I came back from that tour, um, I was so jet lagged. And right before I went on, the, when I was on the tour, my friend John Kimbrough um, from Valley Lodge, OG, with two of us, were in the van, and we were in Japan touring. And he was like, "Oh, you got to get this four-track app." that lets you record, you know, right there in the name, 4-Track on your phone. So I started, like, messing around with it on the Japanese tour, and then I got back from the tour, and I had, like, horrible jet lag. So I was just waking... I don't know if you've been to, like, Australia or Asia or whatever, but, like... I haven't, but I've... Yeah, I've been to Asia. Yeah, long flights are crazy. I have been to Japan. I... Whenever I go... You have... Oh, so you have been. Yeah, I did Okinawa. I did a military camp. I did stand-up. It was me and and three other comedians, and I did a a marine camp, and I went over there. But on the last episode, you could talk on this, is that... uh, you know, I'm not huge on... Like, I think people should smoke pot when they want. I think everybody has their own vibe. And psychedelics are getting really popular right now. But what I always say is going to other countries is literally like tripping acid naturally. Especially oh, my gosh. Japan. 1,000%. Japan, yeah. I mean, it was such a... You go... Well, but let me... Before I forget, this is what I was going to say. And then oh, okay. I want to answer that or speak to that or yeah. whatever. The vibe. So I was jet lagged and I had this four track app. And I was coming... I was back from Japan for a few days. I woke up in the middle of the night four in the morning and I had this like a song in my head that was like da, 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 I have the four track right here and that song I woke up and I so I did the whole song like just making mouth noises on my phone like and then I did the and then that song ended up being the song Go that is the theme of the John Oliver song show I know that theme is amazing, and uh, thank you. 
And that is amazing. Like, you have so many things out there, whether it's books, whether it's music, whether it's comedy, whether it's written word that is so subversively uh, successful. And that's one of them. That's wild that you came but, up with that riff. Is that... But when you said that in R.I.P. Tony Bennett, that's what went mm. down today. It kind of mm -hmm. did. Was there any horns? Or is that synth? Is that guitar? That uh, it sounds it, like guitar rock music in the theme. But when it was in your head, it is. But the the thing that does the main sound, I don't even know if I could do it again. It is like the ba -da -da -ba, there's a riff. Da -da 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 -da, that's guitar, right? And then there's on top of that, and that I did with like these pedals that I'll never figure out how to do it again. <laughs> I just did it once and I'll never be able to do it again. And that's how I got that sound. And there's like a little piano and it just, when I record, I always make like a mush. That's like three sounds meant to be one sound. And like, totally. that's what that sound is anyway. But that's cool, man. So the Japan though, I totally agree. Like I was just blown away. Everything. I loved it so much. And like everything, in Japan, you go like, well, that's different. Let me think about that. And then you go like, oh, it's better. <laughs> like everything you go like, oh, that's different. What are they? Oh, that's way better w way to do it. Like, and then just like, oh, Puff just shrimp chips, <laughs> everything. Like yeah. even like, I mean, g it's pretty much everywhere now that we have like just basic, like you stay in a hotel and the sh they have the soap and the shampoo. They have the, the things in the shower. Yes. But like, I'd never seen it before. I toured over there and I was like, oh, that's so smart. It's so less wasteful to just have the things, uh, what are they called? A dispenser right there. Yeah, c you're cutting like seven steps. Rather than like, oh, here's your little bottles of bullshit. And, <laughs> then, and now you see it all the time. But And then like the Japanese toilets don't even get me started. Don't even um, get me started. I have <laughs> hit some of those, yeah. I have one now. I don't have the full electric one in my house in my apartment but i have like the low rent version of I it i do too it's just a wet rag and i'm, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding <laughs> um, that's the original bidet but no i'm yeah. a huge fan I, I got like 20 minutes of material on the how oh, wonderful the bidet I, is oh, i yeah. milked it myself yeah yeah like, everybody's gotta you have to and then it's just the american way is wrong not wrong but uh as you said like I'm getting really, during the pandemic, I've been meditating. I didn't do it before the shoot. I had a lot of, like, getting over here, and I d we weren't sure if it's raining. Thank God everything's working out great. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, but it's kind of like a Zen culture over there. Like, they've always dealt with, like, minimalism and, like, trying to keep things as simple as possible. Oh, totally. And flow. And then just, like, you go on the subway there, and, like, here, you know, who knows what's going to happen <laughs> when you're on the subway. You could be stabbed with a wrench. Which you could hang out with a cello player. It's f all fun things. Don't get me wrong. All but fun things. You never know. They're like people get on the train and just absolute sound. Like to, to if we were talking like this lot on the subway in Japan, we would look like crazy people. Completely like people, rude. People are just quiet. A lot of times they just close their eyes and wait, you know, until they're stopped. It's so peaceful. They have ads hanging just like w like with clips, just piece of paper. No one tears them down because why would you do that? Yeah. And then um, and then I even have pictures on my phone of this. Uh, like when people walk up this, uh, they walk like everyone's walking up on one side in a line on the right. And then if no one's coming down on the left, no one runs up the left side. They're just like, oh, no one's coming. It's order. It's very orderly. Uh, they respect the order of nature, you know, and I think yes, that's kind of different. like... I wasn't making a law and order. I <laughs> would say the order of nature, exactly. Yeah, that's what... I think, yeah, it's kind of like that subversive, and I've been doing that with, like, Taoism in terms of instead of fighting everything and forcing everything, it's kind of what yielding is. It's kind of like you kind of just, like, go with the flow, and the flow of life is just, like... Okay, the uh, dad knows a little bit more. It's like they're very, nobody's rebelling. That's the one thing that's cool about America. We got rock and roll and we will rebel. But so mm -hmm. right now it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of messing up, at, not messing up everything. I think we're, we're all evolving. But over there it's just, uh, yeah, they, it's just a run, everything runs a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping my friend Steve Powers, who's known as the artist Espo, 
He has a great shop in, I guess it's Park Slope or is it Gowanus maybe? Cool. On 4th Avenue. He's a, he's a graffiti artist turned like sign painter and fine artist. Yeah, he's I know 4th. You got to expose art world. Yeah, I think like, I know where it is. Yeah, it's like on the way to like Littlefield and all that. An amazing shop. Yeah. And he just opened a shop in Tokyo and he's over there now and he just texted me. He's like, I got an apartment here. I'm going to go two weeks a month for the next 10 months. And um, he didn't say to come over, but I'm taking it to mean come over. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunk bed. Come on over, Dave. Yeah. Uh, but there's gigs over there and uh, there's culture and um, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, nobody says you have to be in America, especially nowadays with the Internet and how everybody's just flying about. I know a lot of people that are relocating to Mexico City. That seems to be kind of popping up. I'm jealous of that. Yeah, I don't know. That's like a trend in like adult life of mine. Like I hear of people like moving down there for comedians or or not regular people. I haven't heard any people with their shit together with their shit together. I haven't heard comedians. No, but I have heard artists like I definitely I think there's like an arts. I think there's something everywhere if you just post up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend and I talk about that a lot of like going somewhere else, um, especially. I could see you in Europe or you're saying Japan like Asia. I would. I would totally move to Japan if I could, you know, maybe um, or I don't know. Why not a couple years? Yeah. I don't, my only, this is so stupid, but the only thing is like, I have so many guitars <laughs> and I'm like, what would I do? I'd have to put them in my brother's attic or something. That's, That's the thing about thing. guitars. Like, what do I do? I have so many stupid guitars. Like how many guitars to, do you have right now, dude? I don't even know. Maybe what, 20, 35? No, 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 no. 25, Ma- 20, 25 tops. That's a lot though. Cases yeah. for each of those. Most of them. And like, it's become like. You got a storage space? No, because I, I don't believe in storage space because I'm like, if you're, st- you're going to store it, just get rid of it, you know? Yeah, my buddy has like three that's a musician, and I'm like, what are you doing? But he rents out equipment and speakers. Yeah, he I does all that, that shit. I have a lot of, st- but like, but it's to the point, I, I genuinely have too many guitars now, and I need to get rid of some, and like, um, I... I'll take one. <laughs> I'll, I'll sell you one. If you want to come over, I'll sell you one today. I, I have an acoustic. I've been playing... I. I would love to get a guitar lesson from you, dude. I, uh, I'm just trying to learn bar chords. Like, I guess I learned, you know, I'm very novice. I learned with these fingers. Mm-hmm. And now I'm learning that was dumb. I need to learn with these back three so I can bar it up. Right? Oh, yeah. But gotta, it's not that hard. Like, once you get past that hurdle, like, it's, it's like, it's not even, you wouldn't even think. Bar chords are the easiest thing you can do on the guitar. That's what everybody like, says, but it feels so awkward. It's so awkward, but once you move past that, like, then you're like, oh, how did, how was that even, you then know, Then you're like, riding the lightning. Yeah, then you're riding, I mean, but it's, guitar is an endless thing in a good way and a bad way, but like, and I really like, I've gotten more into it in recent years because I think with doing, like, comedy and, like, writing books or whatever, like, you're so far up your own ass all the time, like, and they're like, "Oh, does this work like, like that?" And then, then you say it in front of people, and they're like, "That's not no," <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, and then, but with a guitar, you can sit down and be like, work on something. You're like, "Oh, that's crazy train," you know. Yeah. And then it's like a physical thing, and you're like, you can work at it, and so it's like, it's not, I really like having something like that in my life, but then you go, I think it's the best, like the other night, I went to see uh, a friend, well, I just met him, like, uh, now we're instant friends, I consider, Jason Laughlin, this great guitar player, and um, Jeff Meckerlane, if I'm saying that right, these two, like, great, they're like, sell all your guitars and use the money to break your fingers good, you know, Yeah. and so, like, Jason's like, oh, come out and play a song. They're playing out in Williamsburg, and like, and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good. On you know, like, uh, and then I watch these guys. I'm like, oh man, I don't know how to tune this thing. Even, <laughs> you know? And but it's that sort of thing. Like you can just. That's how life is crazy that way. You know, it's just like, especially with art, it's like there's always somebody better, especially in something as old as the guitar, because it's just been yeah. around. And it's like. It's funny, like, not to 
but my therapist, like, he's just like, can you shout out therapist? Not my, but I, I started seeing this guy recently. He's been very helpful to me. Nice. But like, he's like, can you say what you're good at and say it convincingly to me? And he's like, that's not very convincing. And then he made a good point. He's like, you can say you're good at something and acknowledge that there's people that are way better. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can be, it can be both. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, because with the guitar, I go like, oh, I'm okay. But it's like, it's like, I'm like, oh, no, I'm really good. And then there's other levels, but I can at least feel good about being good. You're amazing, That's dude. progress. Yeah, I mean, you're, dude, you ride the lightning in terms of, I remember we did do a, uh, long time ago we did it i've known you for a while we've always been cool but the, i went to your old apartment and you played some billy squire off the riff that i enjoyed i did yeah oh my gosh i know uh i think i made you play so oh, okay you must have made me yeah i must, must have, have played you. that yeah, wouldn't I, have just come out now unrequested yeah it was no, requested. no no offense to billy squire i much respect yeah lonely as the night i was into oh, oh damn it oh yeah lonely but, okay. as the night but uh, lately i've been listening to it and it doesn't hit the same well, you know what's weird about Billy Squire? These are things I've realized in my old age. When Billy Squire was, like, on the radio, you know, contemporary hits, mm-hmm. I... Stroke me. I, I was... My favorite band to this day is Led Zeppelin. And that was the first band when I was, like, seven years old. My dad bought Led Zeppelin four, and I was like, whoa. Black Dog. This is next level so much cooler than Four anything sticks. else i've ever heard before scaring me it's so good stairway to heaven and so into it hardcore ever since i was 12 wow well no like into it from seven and then 12 i was like all in just, just let encyclopedic every album <laughs> and then Get somehow the i out. never noticed that billy squire was basically just trying to write led zeppelin songs that's what it was. It was like I was into Zeppelin, and then I heard somebody played Lonely as the Night, and I wasn't 70s rock guru, and I was like, oh, that's Zeppelin. And yeah, then it's I totally Zeppelin. That's completely someone like being like, I'm going to try to write a Zeppelin riff. And, and it's it a cool felt song. like, yeah, it's a, it, like, it was like, remember back in the day, like, hey, hey, what can I do? That was like a B-side. Only if you were a real Zeppelin fan, you knew about, hey, hey, what can I do? Yeah. Because it was only on like a, a vinyl. And like you, some older brother that, that used know, to sell yeah. weed used, you, would get yeah. you that tune. Yeah. Hey, hey, what? And then the other thing I'll say I never realized around the same age, I never realized how much reggae was in like rock and pop music that would like from the clash to like culture club. Do you really want to hurt me? first single wow i never thought is a reggae song yeah and i never as a kid i never heard it that way and then as an adult i go back and i hear i'm like oh my god like so the police all these people were just doing ripping off reggae that's all they were all doing it and it never occurred to me dire makers all reggae you know yeah reggae yeah i've done some episodes from jamaica on this podcast no really yeah and we had uh perry hazel's uh daughter on here perry hazel is he's the director of the heart of they come yep and they did heart of they come at joe's theater and i went to it and i got a interview with the director uh, daughter, we had her on the cannabis comedy uh, coffee hour. Oh, that's amazing! And I love that movie. I watched it's that such movie. Such a great movie. There are certain movies. The play. It was at Joe's Pub. It was amazing. Did the play of yeah, it? Yeah, it was like almost like a cooler, better Hamilton. It was sick, and it was all oh, reggae. I bet. Well, that's not you know. I didn't come here to shit on Hamilton, but yeah, that's easy. I get it. I mean, I liked it. <laughs> I saw him. Well, you're really. You're a rapper. Yeah, I love hip hop. You know me. It, I'm I a hip hop hippie in my soul. That's I what love hip hop, but I kind of checked out. I checked yeah. out like like a long time ago. That's all right. And it's uh, a lot of ego. Yeah, that's what I'm not into. It. I was more into the exuberant years of Public Enemy, totally, and N.W.A. And then I feel like it shifted to ego, and I was like, oh, I'm out. Yep. And uh, so I've been out for about 
almost 30 years <laughs> but <laughs> that's but all right it's a it's a it's a taste i'm going i'm in and out i listen to mostly classic i do listen to a lot of grateful dead not to bum you out i like grateful dead i have nothing against them yeah. they have jams they have the, they're good american rock and roll band yeah i've i um but the, the harder they come like well, oh, we were talking about reggae, hey, but reggae is great to smoke weed too. So oh, if you're yeah. a musician, like those guys in Led Zeppelin, they were like 25, and then Bob Marley came out, and then the tempo. If you like bass and you like to bring your uh, blood pressure down, yeah, I love it. I mean, I still, I still like. I'll go running, ride my bike, listen to Lee Scratch Perry and and uh, King Tubby and all yeah, that. Yeah, like, deep dub. And then good like for your heart. Oh my gosh! And but oh Hamilton very quickly like, you know obviously, I'm in the mi- minority. But my girlfriend and I went to see it. We'd gotten f- amazing tickets for free. And we're like, oh, we're finally seeing this thing that's supposed to be the greatest thing that's ever happened. And we're like, oh, oh my, it's so good. Oh, it's just look at beautiful. Uh, and then we're after a little while we're like, oh, so so that's just like they're rapping. I get it. Okay. And then there was an intermission where like, how you doing? I'm like, hi, I'm cool. Uh, and then <laughs> we, and then it just kind of like, by the, it's three hours long. And by the time we got out of there, we were both like, fuck that. Yeah. That's like, no, 20 minutes would have been fine. And then we were like, are we just, are we unable to appreciate art? Like, is something wrong with us? And then we went to, um, to the opera the following week three hours we're like amazing we're like no we just have good taste that's all no i don't know yeah no my dad loved opera i was right my dad was from like uh, the backwoods of virginia so i I appreciate classical music i talked about i went through uh prospect park the other day on a random and i had i had an edible and it was the philharmonic we're playing dude i walked in Guess what they were? They were playing the number one jam. They were playing "Beat It" for the classical music. Almost. Dun 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 dun. Oh, I see. I thought you. I thought you meant they were literally playing. No, the no, beat they, it. They, they, that would be cool. But no, they were playing their "Beat It." Like classical, like everything. That was once modern music. Everything's oh, yeah. moving so fast. Like totally. You listen to old hip hop. I'm almost like bummed that I say I'm into hip hop because all the young people are like, you listen to that. Old, I love the older, the better. Cold Me Cash too. Brothers, uh, The Message, Grandmaster Flash, Houdini, Curtis Blow, Curtis Blow all I'm day. Curtis Blow, he's like a minister yeah. uptown. Yeah, I went to this hip hop mass. It was amazing. And then he's a good dude. I've seen him perform. I saw him do the breaks at the King's Theater for oh, wow. like a hip hop Christmas that I took my family to. It was oh. like I, I'm into it, dude. Like I was into. I mean, Hamilton. I much respect. I, I mean, everything bad. got super hot. I sort of like to shit on it because I realize it's just... Everybody's it's shitting like, on it right now. It is kind of... Cr- well, I well, think the younger people are going cringe, cringe. I was... Just, yeah, I just found it really cringy. Like, it seemed like... It seemed like a, like your gym teacher rapping to try to connect <laughs> with the youth. Like, it seemed like really, like, like, like just hacky shit. But you, I... I but I'm realizing, and uh, uh, my, I'm in the middle of the road I was for telling it, a but friend, I, it is too much. I was telling hype. a friend, and she was like, well, you saw like a later cast, like the, probably the first cast was pretty compelling and maybe, but I don't know. I well, Let's go back to the Heart of They Come now. Yeah, I let's go back to Heart of They Come, and I want to talk about your big tour you're coming on. Oh, yeah. The Heart of They Come, though, that's one of those, there's certain movies that, and this really happened to me during the pandemic of like, getting so into movies where I just watch them over and over again and uh, like knowing that I'm gonna fall asleep and and like but I just want to like kind of get into that world and the harder they come is one of those movies I also like to watch rockers do you know that one yes I do no, I, well I know the soundtrack I've never sat down and watched it that's a good one they have the, yeah it's like 10 of the most best reggae songs ever but I was talking on this podcast, you know, I love music documentaries. And what I used to fall asleep was Last Waltz. Oh, I yeah. used to put that, I had that on video. And uh, the Last Waltz, Waltz with the band, like that opening number at Winterland, uh, Baby, don't you do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that joint. Yeah. 
Uh, jams. Jams. Speaking of jams, you're going on tour. Dave is actually going on tour with Tenacious D, dude. Yeah, How many dates? I'm excited. This is huge. I think it's six or seven dates over ten days. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to open the shows and go How out. big theaters are we talking about? I think they're pretty big. Like, I think they're like five, ten thousand. Oh, wow. So... It's a lot of getting pelted in the head <laughs> with <laughs> objects if if things don't go well. That's all right. You got a bike helmet that you yeah, might have. Yeah, I could have the helmet, so I'll be okay. Um, You're gonna melt their face, dude. I mean, because you have so. an electric guitar. So. Yeah, it I'll rip some solos. When in doubt, I mean, in my shows, you know, when I have the, you know, when I go around town, I don't do always do this. If I'm just doing like ten minutes, but in my, if I'm doing, you know, on tour, like doing, I have my guitar, and so I'll talk sometimes. I'll talk and play guitar sometimes sometimes i'll just rip some solos yeah and and um it's just a fun and uh i know sometimes do you have an orange app amp i love those what is it those orange amps i do have i have an orange half stack but i don't i won't bring it on the tour oh uh because it's too big okay but i do have one um and i'll probably just use like a little amp modeler which is very sad but easy it just plugs in you're not bringing your marshall stack and riding the light no i don't think i'll do that yeah um because i'm lean and mean and i'm you know yeah lean and mean diy on planes and stuff yeah um i don't know i said fly on planes like i might fly on some other thing (laughs) a spaceship a spaceship but Uh, helicopter yeah i'll do that and then I guess, like, you know, if the talking part's not going well, I'll just go back to ripping solos. Six solos. And, uh, you know, when in doubt. <laughs> is Eddie still your uh, guru? Is Eddie... Is Eddie Van Halen? Yeah. Uh, he's one of them. He's one of my favorites. I mean, Jimmy Page is my main yeah. favorite guitar player. But Eddie Van Halen, I think... Jimmy Page is cooler than Eddie. Yeah, I mean... But Eddie, I mean, Van Halen's Van Halen. Van Halen's amazing. And I, I think some people like, I mean, I, I've always been like like an omnivore, omnivorous or whatever in terms of music, whatever the word would be. Like, I think sometimes people think I only listen to like metal or something, which is, I think if you listen to metal, people, because I do it to other people as well. I think it's, I'm like, oh, you only listen to metal. But I've listened to everything. But so, but I think people that are like, they throw Eddie Van Halen in with they're like, oh, he's part of this thing that is not, you know, maybe they're like, I only like pavement and, or whatever. <laughs> and, but I love pavement, but like, yeah, uh, Eddie Van Halen, I think it's is very just mainstream, total, not all. Yeah, but he's a genius. Like he's tr- I feel like when he plays, it transcends the instrument. You're just like he's like hovering. He's like levitating in this way that even other virtuosos I've never. He was making different done. sounds. Yeah, he was it's different. It's other things. So it I was almost like a Suzuki method. It was like violin esque, like very yeah, complex. Yeah, just totally crazy and like fun and just like, I don't know. And not, like, I sort it's of within comedy, I've sort of gotten into, uh, like, because then what's weird thing with comedy, like in playing the guitar, like you think like, well, it's not funny to be good. But then I realized, like, oh, but it's funny to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, that's why I've sort of gotten more into, like, stupid. You know, I love tapping. I don't but think you're it's the stupid. best. Yeah. I would say I've seen a lot of guitar comedy, and you are the best. I mean, I think you could hold. Yeah. And then Tenacious you're D, they're acoustic. Yeah, I think but you they're amazing. Blow blow them away on no. the guitar. <laughs> well, they're amazing. And they, and they, they, are they amazing. have John Kaneski on guitar, who's one of the biggest you can't fuck uh, with that first album they he's did. such a great player yeah um and yeah they're 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 great and their vocals are i mean them ridiculous. and like fl- uh, yeah they're both such great singers and then so funny and and Super i think funny. they're i think it's really hard to be really funny and then also have really great songs which they accomplish yeah like to where you're like like you can listen to wonder boy or tribute or whatever and be like this is hilarious but you're like it's a fucking really good song and then you know i think flight of the concords are are same thing they're they 
tick both boxes really well. They're really good songwriters, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Flight of the Concords, and uh, they definitely work. Yeah, but it's two and different Craig vibes. And Craig Robinson, I think he's also oh, really great musician. He's and, been on and, the podcast. And super funny. Yeah, at super the same funny. time. He's uh he in talking to him he talks like you talk like a musician like uh, I know Dave for the cannabis coffee hour Dave doesn't even smoke weed but he's kind of has a weed flavor I did once once and it threw you off <laughs> no well people always ever since you know high school or whatever very quickly I'll give you my whole weed history yeah but I was always my parents never said anything about drugs but somehow I totally subscribe to that like 80s like after school special drugs or you're gonna jump off a building if you do any drugs and yeah I didn't smoke pot in high school it was for our generation there was a lot of cocaine deaths like the first death I remember was John Belushi that was like the first celebrity death and I was like young and I'm like oh this is kind of scary yeah I was terrified and like in grade school I was terrified you know a couple kids like smoke pot and I was like oh my god like yeah. they're gonna be in prison, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then, and then I I went to high school, and this is a bit of a brag. Uh, uh, I I made the varsity hockey team my freshman year. Killer. So I was playing with all these juniors and seniors, and like I don't know if it's still this way today, but pot was like very popular uh, hockey. Yeah, it's do. a lot of Cana- Canadians like weed, like they like Labatt's beer. Yeah, so like there was tons of, you know, a lot of the kids would be smoking weed or yeah. showing up. A little bit high. Reeking of pot f- yeah. at practice at six in the morning, you know. So, and I was Sounds getting like, like fun. I was getting hazed like really badly. Yeah. So I was like, I can't show that this bothers me at all. So I got over my fear of drugs like instantly, completely like. I would just out of survival. I was like, if I act like this bothers me, they're gonna seize on it. So boom, stopped. Right. And then non-judgment. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and I just let go of it, and then like in an instant. And then I got into college, and then you know all my friends were smoking pot, and then they would talk about how that made them feel, and they talk about you know mushrooms, how that you know, and I would always be like. This is how I already feel. <laughs> like I've everything you're telling me is every day for me. Like I don't know why someone would do something to feel that way because I'm there. And then so I was like, hey, it's not for me." And then finally, about five years ago, my girlfriend and I were invited to her friend's wedding in Jamaica, and I was being like a real stick in the mud or whatever. I was like, Ugh. And uh, yeah, and travel then I, weird. Yeah, yeah, and different then I, people. I was just like, why am I being so lame? I should be fully on board with this wedding. So I decided I would be super Jamaican wedding guy, and I bought like board shorts, and I went to every activity, and I drank Red Stripe all day, and I was like, oh, I've never, still never smoked pot in my life. I should, um, I'll smoke some pot. So. Um, one day, the day before the wedding, I bought, I smoked a joint and I thought everyone at the wedding would be smoking pot. No one was, it seemed like I smoked. And by the way, like literally every guy you meet in Jamaica will try to sell, in my experience, my limited experience, you cannot meet any, any guy and they will try to sell you weed. <laughs> every single guy so now I met. It's ganja. Yeah. Yeah. Every single pr- guy I met. It did not matter who, where or when. And then, so I bought some and I smoked a joint. And then I smoked two bowls by myself. I smoked all of this all That's at once. a lot of weed. Well, because I was like, today's the day. I'm going to get I'm going to go hard. I'm not yeah. just going to have a couple hits. And... So I smoked all this weed in the course of, <laughs> you know, f- w- within an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what I thought. It's just me more. Yeah. Like, I'm detached, isolated. Mm-hmm. I don't care about <laughs> anything. It was all like kind of my kind of like antisocial qualities amplified. And I was just like... I don't like this. It d- I didn't feel paranoid, but I was just like, not for me. Yeah. And I sat and I, I just like, my girlfriend was going to get her hair done. And I just sat in bed, like watched Dumb and Dumber. 
and I had these like really high thoughts I'm guessing like where I was like this is so sad why why do we humans why do we get high and drink and do all this stuff why can't we enjoy life and then <laughs> so I was like even at being stoned I was like that seems like a really stone thing I was just thinking even though I think it's accurate but and then I just started drinking beer because I was like I know what it is to be drunk and I'm just I drank a bunch of beer and then my girlfriend and I went to dinner and the next morning I woke up like <gasps> and I called my brother I'm like I'm in Jamaica I'm having a massive anxiety attack <laughs> and he's like why I'm like I got stoned for the first time last night and then I drank like 10 beers he's like what you just got stoned for the first time in your life I'm like yeah he's like all that touring playing in bands doing comedy going all over the world you've never smoked pot I'm like no <laughs> he's like you're kidding I'm like no so and then I ran four miles barefoot on the beach just to like uh, like regulate myself yeah anyway all that being said very pro weed yeah you got a pro weed vibe and it's not for everybody and I think it's uh, I definitely don't think people should smoke it in high school but you know I'm trying not to judge and I'm trying to kind of go through life and be in the moment and I think that's what you were talking about why can't we just be peaceful and uh and not so violent in the world and I do think weed and mushrooms kind of bring you know that inner hippie out and you know as much as it's getting kind of sketchy out there with so much weed on the streets of New York City I do think it, it, it amplifies awareness and the awareness is where we can come together, you know? And even being able to walk away from it, even people like that ate, ate mushrooms once, I think they're a little bit better off. Like there's something empathetic that goes on. Whereas I think with drinking, my ego would go even, you know, I wouldn't even think my ego would be running the whole camp when I'm drinking, you know? Yeah, the drinking is like, I don't know, especially as I get older, like, and you, you know, you meet you have, have so many mutual friends like oh i quit and then i still drink but like you enjoy it. you've always had like a couple cocktails like you've always been kind of a gentleman's drinker yeah i don't but sometimes i'll go off the rails mm-hmm. you know my girlfriend will tell you the wine otherwise. is really good like yeah and if I you're like on the road and you end up just like man i'm just gonna get wine sloshed here yeah sometimes do you do I'll it go for sleep like for weed that's another thing for me like i i was sick last week. I had a little bit of a cold, and I couldn't sleep because I wasn't smoking pot. And then I started smoking pot again, and I was getting like seven hours again. You know, just like crushing good sleep. Yeah, I don't. I find like I don't know. Like I I I find. I mean, this is like you know, getting back into therapy, and I find a lot of it. I do it as like a habit where I'm like, oh, it's like seven o'clock, or it's after a show, or whatever. And after the show, you're like, <gasps> I feel good. I feel good. And you're like, I can't feel good. I better tamper that down. Or I feel bad. I feel bad. I can't feel bad. I got to tamper that down. So um, uh, so sometimes it's just like pushing down how I'll, I feel. And then sometimes I just like it. Like last night, I got into, I had a couple dainty glasses of wine, which would normally be like, okay, that's good. But then my girlfriend went to bed and... This w- this is I'm always uh, so can be so uh, very uh, I easily influenced. I we've been watching Peaky Blinders. We started watching that, and every problem with watching an almost any show, Succession, Peaky Blinders, like yeah. every scene, someone's like pouring a glass of whiskey, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that looks delicious. So we kept watching Peaky Blinders, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna nerves. I'm gonna pour myself some whiskey, and so I had like I'm like gave him like a finger of it. And then I was like, I'm just going to have a little, little, little bit more. Yeah. Like, it's delicious. Bloody. Yeah. But then you can have, you know, then you can tell yourself that for the whole bottle. But, um. Yeah. That that drunk buzz is really like fuzzy and warm. And once it starts going, there's that other voice that kicks in like, yeah, man, let's go. Yeah. Let's feel this way forever. Forever. And then you wake up in the next day and you're like, oh. Oh, I'm almost 50. (laughs) Yeah. So. I don't know. So I'm definitely like going back and forth where I'm like, maybe it's time to hang up. No, (laughs) I think so much stuff is damn if you do, damn if you don't. And lately I've just been like, uh, 
you just got to do what's good for you and try to make a smart move, you know? So, you know, maybe you can have that one scotch, you know? And then yeah, yeah, try not, to like, not like, oh, I mean, and also getting older physically, I just can't. I A few weeks ago, my girlfriend and I were back in Ohio and her brother-in-law become, belongs to this, like, boat club. They all have their boats and they, like, polish their boats and drink beer and hang out. And sometimes they take the boats out, but it seems like most people don't take the boats anywhere <laughs> just be boating and he yeah. invited me down to, he's like oh we're gonna go drink some beer it's like in the middle of the afternoon i'm like all right i'll do that and i went and i was like i was like i'll have a couple beers and then i see everyone just keep having beers so i'm like okay i guess i'll just have a beer every time someone gets a beer and i drank like seven million beers <laughs> and i was i came home my girlfriend's like the next day she's like i've never seen you that drunk ever I was just, and this is like a, two weeks ago. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, like, I just wanted to see what it was like to just hang out and just drink as much as everyone was drinking. And I can't do it. <laughs> I know. I think sometimes when you're not an artist, like, we drink and smoke pot. Like, I smoke pot. Di like, we're always doing shit. So I think some people that don't do shit or they're just not living their passion, where they're kind of working nine to five, yeah. like just sitting around drinking beers is like them. That's what they do. Yeah. I, like I can't like I don't touch anything until everything like I don't write a word. I don't perform. I don't play the guitar. I don't draw. I won't do anything if I've ha like uh, I won't drink for any of it. Gotcha. It's only when everything's done. Done. Then I'm like, okay, like then I it's a wild man. Time. I might play a little guitar after a beer, but that's it. Like I won't. I paint a lot at home, and I'm, I won't do the most basic thing if I've had anything to drink. Yeah, it's a d two different vibes. Yeah. and I think once you get into creative world, it is kind of a Zen thing, which I love. Is kind of, I don't know, it kind of builds on itself, and you kind of yeah. want to get lost in that building. I always say in this podcast, the dopest thing in life is making something out of nothing. And yeah. that's like, that's where the real life magic is. Yeah. And uh, that moment, you know, you don't have to be drunk or hot. Like, you just got to, it's not about you. Like, you're kind of trying to remove yourself and kind of flow with it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and I, I totally feel that way. Like, like what, what did I do? To, what did I make today? Even if it's just like some fun little thing around my apartment or whatever yeah i mean you make dave has designed dresses i've seen your design dresses how many books have you written well, we can wrap it up we're after 45 minutes we i always say 45 minutes and then i put some beats on here yeah, i do some beats i make some beats you got great beats i love your your music and your rapping and, and your oh thank you dave your story about as you know because i made you retell it several times i think the story about seeing the fat boys and who else did you see oh you dude like it was the 12? fresh fest yeah oh yeah it was the very first hip-hop arena tour and it was run dmc on their first album when they're like 19 years old Amazing. on their second album and then it was the fat boys at their height and that's like the song human beatbox and then it was houdini and houdini is just known amongst hip-hop dudes as like the cool uh, they didn't, there was nothing gangster about them, but they were like one of the first that I remember going to people's, uh, I don't know. It seemed like the grown folks liked it and the kids liked it. Like they yeah. were smooth and cool, but not dirty. And, uh, they have a song called one love. They got a song called friends, which, you know, Jay-Z's sampled, like everybody samples Houdini and they're like yeah. originally from Brooklyn, but they didn't blow up mainstream like, uh, as big as Run Dibs. But that album, oh, they did Freaks Come Out at Night, which is one of oh, the best. Freaks Come Out at Night. Freaks Come Out at Night. A sick beat. If you want to yeah. go listen to a sick beat, listen to the Freaks Come Out at Night beat. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I saw that concert, and that was like seeing something out of nothing. Like, it must have been a lot like Led Zeppelin's the same way. Like, there was something mystical. Like, it wasn't just a tune. You know, Led Zeppelin's yeah. just not music. There's a whole other thing yeah, going on. Yeah, it's transcendent. That's what I could feel when I was seven years old. I was just like, what is happening? You know, but that's I, not winger. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I was like afraid to... I loved it, but I was like afraid to be in the room alone with it. It was that powerful to me. You're touching first into time something. I heard it. Yeah. And I, I felt that way other times. The first time I heard Bad Brains, I felt that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, I felt like... And with hip-hop, like... 
your story like is so powerful and so funny and like i remember just feeling that same way like going to see i was a little over like i went to see um crew public enemy oh shit pu- public enemy slick rick big daddy kane and uh ll cool j it was one of those early yeah tours yeah, that was, was like, like the next year 88 yep. maybe yep and going with my friends to the richfield coliseum and like i mean we felt like we were pretty cool because we we're like we're the only white kids here like we're the only kids cool enough to be here from our school like yeah totally and like flavor flavors just walking around uh and the, you know this pre reality tv any of that shit like flavor flavor you're just like this who's this magical fucking amazing guy like here's and like uh and the energy wa- was crazy it, the energy was nuts like the energy is public and enemy is just believe, a, like and yeah. he was just walking around the floor and he had this giant pencil that was taller than him like <laughs> you know like three inches in diameter just like walking around like this staff or whatever and it was just like we met him and we we're just like oh my god like this is the guy and like and this concert was just so fucking crazy and so the beats were so insane and the yeah. bass is so insane and but they, they their stuff is like high-end art especially when they came out one oh cool gosh. thing if you want to check out is flavor flav playing classical piano that's what's been making the rounds but oh, he's a classic I pianist that. i see what they were like uh long island college radios guys yeah from that like freestyle on air they're from hempstead right yeah, yeah. and yeah they were like uh yeah, amazing. I remember just like hearing that, and then like I was listening to some producers like talk about them making beats. Like you'll never hear just because of sampling and like computers, but you'll never hear project the uh, uh, presentation and production like that ever again. Like the Bomb Squad, like yeah, how they constructed the, beats. Yeah, it was so cool, and just like having the riffs with yeah. it, like dude, so sophisticated. Like so, sophisticated. like the riffs were like. That Rock tune riffs. is Vernon Reed. Uh, Vernon yeah. Reed does that. Ri- I love that riff. That's one of my Such favorite riffs. That's on their first album. It's called Sophisticated B-I-T-C-H. And it's not the most progressive song of our age. No. But the music, but but the the beat is one of the illest of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Such a great. And Vernon Reed is just from Living Color, a great guitarist. Who I met on W. Kamau Bell's show one time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. He's ill. Um, I've never met him. He's around. I know. <laughs> I I feel like I should have cross cross paths with him now, but by now, but I haven't. I could talk to you forever because I also know that you didn't you date Salt and Pe- with like Pepper or like <laughs> no. There was some some rumor going around like ch- like one of the TLC girls or one of the Salt and Pepper girls like you did gigs with them or you no. worked with them one time. This, this is what happened. Yeah. I, well, so I, for a few years, I was hired by like AMC networks to go to Sundance and do like interviews with people, you know, that they would make these little interstitials that they would put on their networks. And one of the years, Peppa was there from Salt and Peppa. She had a show like Growing Up Hip Hop with her daughter that she was on. And I met her and we hit it off and you know just platonically yeah and um but then at the time so we did this interview and she had been asked she's like can i have hennessy and there's no hennessy and they sent a pa out to get hennessy and so we took a picture at the end of the interview and then i was running to do like this other shoot right after so i had to change the pa comes back finally with the hennessy so you had to like run out and find hennessy and at sundance and so he comes back and he get and I was like, hey, I know this is really lame, but can can I have the Hennessy and bring it to her? I need, really want to take credit for this. And so he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I take it. I'm like, and she's in her green room. I'm like, hey, Peppa, I got the Hennessy. She's like, oh my god. So I'm wearing a different outfit. So we had some Hennessy together. Oh yeah. And I was like, let's get a picture of us. Have so then I had two pictures. We're both wearing different outfits. So we invited her to this party. She came to the party, and. I was like, I get it. We're wearing different outfits then because I was like, I'm going to get pictures and just 
post these over time to make it look like we hang out all the time because <laughs> <laughs> we're wearing different outfits. Anyway, but and then the next year I ran into her again. We hung out again. And, and she remembered you. She remembered me. I she's think that's what I remember. She's yeah. super nice and uh, and I'm a huge fan, obviously. So yeah. Classic. Meanwhile, TLC. Is any of my friends have known me for since the '90s? can attest i'm a huge tlc fan to this day and chili is my all-time celebrity crush and in like the fall of 2019 i'd never met her or anything like that and i got a dm from her on instagram and she's like hey and i was like oh my god this some what's happening like and and then we were just chatting and she, I was like, oh, I wanna, when are you guys performing? She's like, oh, we're in New York now. So I was like, I want to come. So I went and uh, I was doing a show as I ran over after my show to go see them. And then I saw them and I met her and T-Boss and it was an amazing show. And it turns out she had, I was like, how the hell does she know I exist? But I, you, I, you can't ask that because you're going to seem not cool. Yeah. And uh, which I, you know, so... Guys, I cool. it's like so. Then she's like, "Oh, it's just with it just came out." She's like, "Oh, I saw you on this show, Comedy Knockout, on True TV." And I was like, "You watch it?" So she's like, "Yeah, I just saw you on Saturday." And so I just decided like to write and say, "Hey, because I like you on that show." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And uh, anyway, so we kept in touch, and then uh, she, and I she she's so great and. Uh, but no, never dated any of okay. either one of them. Just but still, friends. yeah, cross paths. I, it, Dave, you were the coolest. You're touring with Tenacious D. You're friends with Chili uh, from TLC oh, and Salt and Pepper. Uh, I mean, come on, man. This is my favorite thing. I, I post, you know how your iPhone like will tell like, remember this photo? So one of me and Peppa came up. So it's happened twice now. So I just repost them just, cause, just to be silly. And Chili saw it. She's like, Okay, Dave. Now I'm watching you. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that you know someone would have told little Dave Hill from Cleveland that one day, being a picture with Peppa and Chili would be like, I'm watching you." <laughs> so it was more than I could have ever dreamed of accomplishing in life ever. I mean, that right there, that makes you the coolest cat of <laughs> all time, Dave. That makes you the coolest cat of all time. Luckiest Tell people, uh, wh luckiest cat. And I'm lucky to have you here on the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Tell people Thank where your you. Instagram is, and then we'll sign off. You can, um, Mr. at Mr. Dave Hill, at Mr. Dave Hill. That's my Instagram. That's my TikTok. That's my Twitter. That Not that I really use Twitter that much. I killed my Twitter. I'm going to. Well, I heard, I was, I don't really go on it, but, uh, but someone said, don't kill it, just let it fester. So no one can come and take your handle. I know, that's, that's true. That's what someone told me, so I'm just letting it, I'm parking it. That's probably smart. And I'm on threads, though. I just, I really want to lead less of a life uh, on my phone. Yeah, social media, we all know it's scrambling everybody's brain a it's little bit. It's totally. I, I have a couple jokes about how you just got to get it down to one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm going to be the first comedian that blows up from Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> From LinkedIn. From LinkedIn. I just go hard in I'll the paint with LinkedIn, dude. I just want enough money, not even that much money, to just never to be one on day, there. If I have enough, I'm like, okay, I can survive the next however long I'm going to live, and then I will delete everything and never be heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> but your Instagrams are great, and oh, uh, you know you. you enjoyed playing the guitar on some of those things. Oh, yeah. No, it's fun to do, but it's just, you know, it's a slippery slope of like, yeah going like and then you can't you can't go mind trip i try it. to not scroll because i you know i want to see stuff but you also i feel like scrolling you in. all you scrolling only ends in bad feelings you go oh puppy oh oh my gosh that's a cool guitar oh my gosh that's pretty girl yeah and then you go oh my friend is doing something why aren't i doing that and yeah. you, you can be happy for them but you're like oh I want a Netflix special. I want, I want this and that and just stupid shit that you go. I do. I do do the same thing, and yeah, and your brain spin. And if you didn't have that, you wouldn't be thinking those thoughts. That's what no. I. Always, I'm like, oh, I just spun out for 20 minutes, and if I would have just been looking at this tree right here, I would have been just hanging out in the moment. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, and you, I, I'm getting better at not judging other. But I, I struggle with it too, dude. It's it, yeah, and Instagram, social media, it makes you like, oh, look at that, look at that. I'm trying to do like a month, like not touch it right now with the strike and everything. Like work on my writings and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. But at the same time, promo, like, you you blow, you, you know, some of your uh, Instagrams, you playing against John Mayer, which is one of the funniest things ever. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're trolling John Mayer a bit, even though we're a big fan of Dead Co. here at the oh, at Cannabis yeah, Coffee no, Hour. I Hopefully don't do I'll it to make it. fun of him. I just do it, like, because it's absurd. Like, Have you ever run into You might have run into I, him. I, we have mutual friends, but I've never met him. And, and people are like, oh, has he ever seen I I would hope if he saw it, he would see it as funny and not think that I was making fun of him, because I'm not. Yeah, you're kind I'm of... I'm always like, I know, I don't think that I do anything to make fun of other people. No, I, you're I, not evil that way. You're not malicious that way. No, I just want to be stupid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to be stupid. Yeah. Uh, I was born that way. No. Stupid dumb in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Def. Uh, all right, man, man. You're the best. Dave. Thank you. We'll wrap it up with that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yep. Peace and one love, everybody. We're out.